Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday Night Live. And we are live here in Dallas, and we are uh, we're very happy to be able to connect with you wherever you may be. Uh, we're a little bit late because we've been talking about the good things of the Lord, and uh, kind of reminded me of uh, uh, every every day during the week, my mother would listen to the Catherine Kuhlman radio program, and uh, I know that this was it was live in Pittsburgh um, on KDKA, first radio station in America. And so um, she would say at the very beginning, you'd hear Dino playing the piano, and then she'd say, "Hello there, and have you been waiting for me?" That's the way she'd always begin. And uh, so I know you've been waiting for us to come online. We're not quite Catherine Coleman, but. We're happy to be uh, joining with you tonight. The, the message for this evening is a, is a rhema directive for us. We're, we're just in the beginning phases of a Daniel fast, and um, it has been a, a really fruitful time. It's been very personal time. It's very different than any of the other fasts that I can remember that we've been on because... Um, Every day, the Father will say what he wants for that day. At least, this is my impression of what's going on. I don't know what's going on with you. Um, like this morning, I hadn't heard anything. And I got this quick vision of something that I was supposed to do. And so, I, I did that. And I waited on the Lord in, um, I'll just tell you what it was. I, I uh, was working on a, on a book, and I saw that I was supposed to lay on the floor in our in our living room and pray there. Well, I've, I've honestly I have never done that there. I've done it in other places in the house, but never there. And I saw myself on the floor doing this, and I knew okay. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to pray there before the Father. And so I thought, when am I supposed to do this? Because Katie was still there. And Debbie was still there. And I said, I'm not going to do that while they're here. And I thankfully, the Father didn't tell me I was supposed to do that while they were there. So I waited till Katie left, and then I got, got after it. And it was really an interesting time. You know, I talked about wisdom. I talked about, you know, a lot of different things. And I could feel the Father directing. And I was mobilizing to, to go back up and write a little bit more. But um, it's, just, it's just a very, um, it's a very directed time. And I think, I think that it's different, but it's more, it's more personal not that fasting is always personal, but the directive is, is given more personally. So be sensitive to what the Lord is saying and be ready for that. But I felt this past weekend that this season, this, this mini season, is a particularly the end of this week, the, the end of this month of February with the leap day on Saturday, is, is a, a highly symbolic time. It's a miracle moment. And, um, and I, I want to encourage you, as we're going to look at some scriptures tonight 
about God giving extra time and what it signifies. And I'm believing that God is going to bring breakthrough for our network, for you individually, and even for this church in warfare and in the blessing of the Lord upon us physically. And we're going to look at that tonight. But I would encourage you that as we get ready for this, let the Spirit bring to your heart something or things that He wants to generate breakthrough for for you. And I mean miraculous breakthrough. I, I mean to see God intervene in a way that will be astounding. And I believe that this is something that God wants to communicate with you. Not long ago, God spoke about grace cures and the dunamis function that he was releasing in this, this month of the evangelist. But um, here at the end of the month, he's talking about this suspending of time and releasing a blessing. So you, you just bookend this month, how at the beginning of the month we were talking about grace cures, remedies, and um, dunamis function. And at the end of the month, this addendum, this overtime as it were, this God commanding the sun to stand still for this unique day. So I'm saying let's prepare our hearts and let's believe through these intervening days. And then on Saturday, let's just triumph and give thanks. You may not see the, the results of what you're believing for on that day. You might. But know that it's done. And I'm, I'm believing for this. You know, I'm taking notes, <laughs> personal notes, about the, the breakthrough that the Lord is, is, has been speaking to me and the various ways that he's been communicating this and I'm probably going to testify about this at seminar but um, this is this is a season of the intervening of the Lord and it's for our getting ourselves ready for what's coming and I do believe that we've talked so many times about this year of wisdom this year of light and the the incredible um, expansions of the kingdom that God has entrusted to us and I think that we were saying earlier one of the things we need to believe the Lord for is the absolute cessation of this crazy virus known as the coronavirus and it's just like it's it's thrown the it's thrown the nations into panic and the stock markets are are knee-jerking and you know I'm not saying that it's not has not been a, uh, a, a pandemic of sorts, but I believe it needs to stop because I do believe, you know, it, it, so many of these things come out of Asia and the, um, the, um, the prince of the power of the air is very, very strong there. Even though we have our own version of an outpost, which is kind of like the broadcast center of POPA in California, um, the base of it is in Asia. And, you know, you travel there. I remember being in China and studying about their, um, looking in some of their temples about what they believe happened in the, 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 the demonic realm. And, you know, they, they describe seven wicked ones that fell. And they describe dimensions of, of, of uh, how they fight and the dragon and 
you know, they have a pretty good grasp of things in the spirit realm, even though they don't have the light. But um, I know that I know that God wants to stop that thing. And so I'm believing, and I know many of you will be believing, that this is quickly put to flight and that we can move without hindrance around the world to accomplish these things that God has, has called us to do. So um, I, uh, I believe that this is going to be a time of breakthrough. But we're going to look tonight at two primary passages of Scripture about God suspending time. And you're familiar with both of them. We're going to start with Joshua. In Joshua chapter 10, verses 7 through 14. Now, the people of Israel had begun to, um, to mobilize in the land. They were still operating out of their base at Gilgal. And they had, um, they had destroyed, through the power of the Lord, um, um, two major cities um, and um, you know when they were fresh off of the, the triumph at Ai the Gibeonites came and made that false agreement and that pretty soon the king of uh, Jerusalem found out what was going on and said we're next so he began to reach out to several other kings kings of of smaller cities and they said uh, these people are coming and they have destroyed Jericho they've destroyed Ai Gibeon went with her tail between their legs and made a, a, a servitude agreement with them and uh, Gibeon uh, is bigger than our cities it's filled with mighty men and yet they caved and surrendered and we're going to be defeated. So we need to all come together and let's go and put one on the Gibeonites. Let's go and defeat them to show them, you know, you were afraid of these people. What about us? And so the Gibeonites called to Joshua and say, hey, you know, come to our aid. You know, you promised that you would help us. These people are, are coming against us because of you and because of our alliance with you. So Joshua mobilizes the people at Gilgal and he starts to go to battle with the Amorites and, and the, all the otherites that had come together. And so in verse 7 Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. There shall not a man of them stand before you. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. He had an all-night march. That was interesting. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon and smote them to Azekah and unto Makeda. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Horon that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekah, and they died. They, they were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spoke Joshua to Yahweh in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. 
And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, unto the people that avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, though the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. It's interesting, because Joshua says to the sun, stand still. And this word really means that it should be mute, and it should not communicate what it would normally do. And uh, I feel like this was a verse that strongly came to me. You know, there have been a lot of, a lot of enemy oppositions as we have begun to move forward into new continents and into new points of obedience in um, the promise, the land of promise. And the enemy has mobilized to try to stop us. And um, he's being put to flight. That, there's no question of that. But I do believe that in, um, in conjunction with this specific week, uh, we need to believe that God is going to release spiritual warfare from heaven and put to flight the enemies that have tried to stand against the forward progression of what he's asked us as the Saints Network to do. And I believe that in conjunction with that, we're going to be able to gain great victories through our warfare, and we're going to see um, the spoils, that the, the, the armor that the enemy trusted in, given to, to us. Because that's what Jesus said in Luke 11 when he talked about warfare. He said that, you know, you, you're sent by the greater one, you bind the strong man, you take the armor wherein he trusts, and then you distribute the goods to the people that have been deprived. And I, I believe that the enemies come in one way, he's going to flee in seven, and this day, this extra day, really does signify something prophetic in this month leading into the month of the pastor, leading into the gathering, gathering of the saints. And <clears throat> I believe that if we believe God for this, some of the oppositions that have come against us, well, not some of them, the oppositions that have come against us are going to be routed, put to flight. And um, many of you have been battling some, you know, kind of like Daniel, where you are standing in the midst of... Um, the the timetable of the Lord and you're believing God for what he's wanting to do and there's tremendous warfare going on in the heavens and um, I believe that God's going to bring measures of breakthrough this isn't just been happening this has been going on for weeks and so it's 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 all there's already been breakthrough but there's going to be a greater breakthrough we need to believe for this so lay claim to it in this week. So the dimensions of spiritual warfare, the oppositions that have been standing against our forward progression, uh, God is going to fight on our behalf. And it's not that we're calling the sun to stand still. It's, it's something that is symbolic and 
prophetic that's being in conjunction with this 29th day. And I just think it's great that that day comes on a day that we come here to pray. And I think it's great that the next day is the beginning of the month of the pastor and also the, uh, the Parat's day for breakthrough. And so this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a great, great time. So believe that for warfare. Now also, we need to look at 2 Kings chapter 20, and we're going to talk about our old friend Hezekiah. And um, we're going to talk about physical healing, and we're going to talk about God sustaining and strengthening and providing and equipping you for what's, what's coming. And um, this is kind of a, a, a weird time frame because in um, the chapter right before it, you, uh, you have God really answering Hezekiah because, you know, Rabshakeh was there and the Assyrian army was there and they were saying that Hezekiah, don't listen to Hezekiah, don't hearken to what the prophet has said. You know, we've defeated all these other nations and we're going we're gonna to deal you a severe blow. And God answered. And God, um, he, he killed 185,000 of the, of the enemy army. Um, it says in verse 35 of chapter 19, It came to pass that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians, 185,000. And when the people of God rose early in the morning, behold, there were all dead corpses out there. And Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And um, it came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that Adremelech and Sherezer, how do you like to have that name? Sherezer, you get over here. His sons smote him with a sword, his sons, and they escaped into the land Armenia. And Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his stead. So God wrought this great victory. And then immediately, it says, in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. What a weird thing. He had just had this tremendous victory. And then he's, he's dying. And the prophet Isaiah, who had just been counseling him, in this amazing victory comes to him and says thus says the Lord set your house in order for you will die and not live and he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord saying I beseech you O Lord remember now how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight and Hezekiah wept sore and it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day. Thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto your days fifteen years, and I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Now, I believe, you know, this addendum to, to verse chapter 19 where um, the, the king of Assyria was killed. I mean, I don't think Hezekiah knew 
that was happening. I mean, they didn't have internet. So, you know, I think God was just saying what was going to happen. I'm not sure this is real time. I think they were kind of summing up the story of what happened in chapter 19. And, of course, it'd be a little goofy for God to have done all this stuff, killed the king, set up new rulership, and then say, okay, I'm going to do this. It had already been done. But God had done it. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little bit of a time issue. And so I think God promised it, and then this happened. It's just a few verses earlier. Does that make sense? So um, so it says, um, um, Isaiah said, take a lump of figs, and they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, what shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up unto the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord. The Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow turn back, return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Now this is kind of interesting. We're going to talk about several factors here, but the point is, is that God is restoring, and not only is he healing, but he's giving vitality, and he's given added years of vitality. Um, this business of the of the dial of, of Ahaz, um, there is a lot of different thoughts of what this was, how what this dial was. And it's kind of interesting that I think the most the most vital of it was that there are many who think that the way Ahaz had constructed his palace leading down toward the city, um, the stairs themselves were a um, were kind of like a sundial, and so many people in ancient cultures did that. You know, the Mayans did that, the Aztecs, and they they had stairs that would were kind of like a sundial. And so there are though, and the reason I'm saying this, we're going to get to this. Uh, just trust me, it, we'll clear it up in a minute. And so they're supposing that where Hezekiah was laying, you could view out over the city and you could see these this staircase that went down and they could pretty much tell the time of day by the steps and so he's watching the time progress downward and so the 10 degrees many say that this word degree could also be uh, translated as ascent or steps and so hezekiah could see where the shadow had gone down climbing back up those steps to where he was and it was really an amazing sign so it wasn't like some sundial that you buy at home depot of jerusalem you know this was something that ahaz the king had established and he had seen it now once this happened isaiah says in isaiah 38:20 the other story and it's interesting that out of all the kings that are mentioned in the scripture do you know that um, more is written about in more expansive ways Hezekiah than anybody else it's interesting 
uh, because it's in three books that this story this story is told and nobody else had that coverage so see he was a really important fellow but um he says in isaiah 38 20 that he's going to devote his life to singing songs to yahweh it's kind of interesting and so um what you find in Psalms 120 to Psalm 134 are 15 psalms that are called the Song of the Steps or the Song of Ascent. And um, these are, now there's some that say this is people coming back from Babylon, which really doesn't make much sense if you're talking about it being in the psalms. But a significant portion of people think that of these 15 psalms, 15 being the years that were added to Hezekiah, 10 of these were not ascribed to anybody, and they're assuming that the ones that aren't ascribed are, the, are from Hezekiah and what he sang and what he orchestrated in the, the temple. Four of them are attributed to David, and one of them is attributed to Solomon, which, you know, God said, I'm doing this stuff for my servant David. And, you know, he was a, a, a forefather of the king. And so I think he probably brought some, some of, the, of the unpublished works of David, perhaps, and one of Solomon just as a commemoration. But it's just interesting that those 15 Psalms of Ascent or 15 psalms of the steps would correspond with the 15 years that God given and the 10 um, being um, the 10 degrees that he personally witnessed. So you may want to read those psalms, Psalm 120 through Psalm 134, and, and recognize that it's highly probable that what he said he would do in devoting his life those 15 years would be to singing unto the Lord and writing of God's promise. And some of the things, when you read those and you, you juxtapose them onto this story, it's really, it's really interesting. And like he says, you know, some people just say, oh, those were all written by David. But one of them talks about how that God had preserved David, the, the, this, this one that they all knew and revered. And he, David... David would not have written about himself in that way. It wasn't like, you know, I knew a man some 14 years ago, whether in the spirit or not. You know, Paul speaking kind of in third person. It's, it's interesting. So those of you who are lovers of the, the story of Hezekiah, you may want to read that and know that it probably was that what Isaiah said in Isaiah 38:20 about Hezekiah devoting himself to this, he really meant it. And he, he wrote these songs of the steps or songs of ascent which is why i say that it wasn't a sundial you know it was him watching the sun go back up these steps up 10 steps which was very carefully done by ahaz now what what another factor about ahaz is you know ahaz was the one who said you know i'm not going to ask god anything you know i've learned what he does and he pretty much thumbed his nose at Isaiah. And Isaiah said, you know, you're not asking for a sign, but I'm going to give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel. 
And so Ahaz was making covenants with all these other nations. And he, he probably did something like this, not just for the notoriety of it, but probably because other heathen nations were doing that kind of thing. And they probably thought astronomically it, it represented something for the gods, uh, the demons, and even though it was a cool thing. Um, you know, if you go like into the Yucatan Peninsula and you go to Chichen Itza, you see, and in a lot of those Mayan temples, you see how they had their steps coordinated and it spoke about the coming of the gods and the going away of the gods. So it's not inconceivable that he would have done something like that. Ahaz being the, the guy that just kind of was melding other cultures and other doctrines into what Je Jehovah did. But thank God Hezekiah rebounded and he's laying there. Isaiah had just granted this promise and then he's watching it come back up the steps. I think that's just a cool thing. And so then he devotes himself to singing and, and to producing the, the song of the Lord. And he, he does these 15 songs of the steps or the ascent. Four of them devoted to David, one devoted to Solomon and the other ten are his, telling about what God had done during his days. So that's kind of an interesting thing. So I speak over you that whatever has been coming against you, that God, I don't have a lump of figs to put on your noggin, but maybe some fig newtons we could find down at the Tom Thumb. But we do have the word of the Lord. And I, I believe that God is not only giving you um, um, provision and strength and making your physical and mental and spiritual bodies um, stronger than ever, but he's rebuking the thing that's really tried to take you out. And I know, I, you know, I was talking to Ken about this the other day. Speaking of what is a wonderful thing, I'm talking to your husband, Ruby, about spiritual issues. Um, and, you know, I was talking about different things that I had felt that the enemy was trying to influence. You know, just just give up, just quit, just just go ahead and go. And that's an enemy strategy. And when he says that kind of thing, you need to know that you're getting your house in order for breakthrough. It's not for checkout. It's for breakthrough. And you need to believe the Lord for this. Amen. And there is, there is a, uh, not only strength and vitality, but years of peace and um, the sun going back. You need to read those psalms. Psalm 120 through 134. Um, it's, it's right after Psalm 119. <laughs> so um, you, you may want to read those and just gain strength. That might be a good thing for tomorrow. The, uh, the fast of uh, the prophet is tomorrow. So you may want to read that from the word of the prophet Isaiah and the king receiving it and just these words of triumph. And as you're reading them, know that God is putting to flight the enemy and strengthening your body and giving you health and life. Just see, what would 15 years from now be? What would you be? Now see, I'm, I'm almost to... Uh, to Caleb territory, you know, 80 years old. I don't know what some of you be. I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I already opened the door. 
but you can have years of vitality in life and it's of the Lord if God can command the sun to move to stand still for Joshua and roll back he can roll back the years and renew your strength like the eagle and I really I felt that verse recently too you know because we've talked about what that means with the eagles and how they they go through that molting period and their beak is broken and their feathers come out and then they they're renewed and they can mount up and move with great vitality that you know that's we're coming through we've talked about transition for, for a long time we've seen God bring great breakthrough you know I I have uh, I have been grappling with lots of crazy things but God is bringing victory and with that he's giving insight and revelation and it's uh, it's the tide of the Lord so let's believe for that God is giving us in this really unique moment where we go into the month of the prophet uh, the month of the pastor and we're 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 welcoming saints from around the world we're 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 we are we're poised to to go forth into the nations god is stopping the enemy in his tracks and putting him to flight and he's causing this moment to be one where the sun stands still and where God is restoring you and giving you added vitality. I think it's interesting that when Isaiah, um, Isaiah says that he cried unto the Lord. Um, Isaiah the prophet, verse 11, cried unto the Lord. That's our old friend Q-A-R-A, which is, remember, it's, um, it's, it's not the Krazo thing. But it's, it's the word that is used to describe the partridge and how you, you are the, re, the rend of heaven kind of a thing. Remember when we studied about that? And so Isaiah is tapping into that this is your work, this is your king, this is your word. You, you, are, you have called this to be done. And so he cries, he cries out. And the word cry there is kara. And I think that's, that's amazing. And when he did that, the, 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 the sun uh, rescinded back, backward. And the steps gained light. And you may also want to, I wouldn't do it in the middle of your office, but you may also want it tomorrow as you read these things, cry out unto the Lord in, in this kara kind of a cry. That, that this is his work. You are his. You have accepted this mission from him. It wasn't yours to begin with, but you said, I'll do it. That's all in that principle of that word, and we've studied it. And we rend the heavens and come down. This We are standing faithfully in the gap that you've called us to stand in. We have accepted, and I'm not boasting, I'm just reading the box score. We have accepted the burden of many nations. We have accepted the burden of continents. In our own continent, we could just stay here and be blessed and play the game. But we have accepted this mission gladly on behalf of our Father. And so if, if anyone has, has stepped into this role, it's been you. And so there's the cry of the Kara that we need to release to God and do it as he directs you. And... Um, um, if you can pull up what a partridge sounds like, just try to make that cry emulate that. 
I'll tell a funny story. Katie's probably listening to this. And I told this to Kelly, and she just rolled laughing. It was just such a funny time. You know, Katie has been, you know, working to develop her craft, you know, as a writer and as a singer. And so she's learned these different warm-ups for her voice. And she'd do this before she would go to voice lessons. And, you know, she would do it regularly to kind of strengthen her voice and uh, gain um, measures of, uh, uh, you know, range to extend it. And she doesn't normally do it around me because she knows I would laugh. So one time, <laughs> I was in the house. I heard this horrible noise out in the garage. And I thought, what in the world is that? It's terrible. Is there an animal out there? And and all of a sudden, I, I was going to look to find if I had something to go out in the garage to defend myself. And about that time, Katie came in the door. And I went upstairs real fast and was laughing. Because it was, it was the, it, it's just, you know, vocal people. They do weird things like that. And so... I didn't say anything about it, and a couple of months went by, and I was talking to Kelly, and I told her about that, and she started laughing. It was just the funniest thing, and I started laughing, too. Finally, Katie knew, but anyway, so if you can find out how a partridge sounds, you know, you just mimic that, you know, prophetically mimic that, and and it, it could be the, the cry of Isaiah in the very presence of Hezekiah, of all people. So... Um, but I do believe that we prophetically have the authority before the Lord to do this. And Joshua can command the son to, to be dumb and, and to be mute and not to, not to say anything, not to communicate what it, what it is. And I think we have that authority. But this one particularly is a vitality for us. And I think we need to take it to heart. And I think that whatever else you do in your fast tomorrow, I think you need to be reading these, these psalms of the steps, these songs of the ascent, and recognize that this man was brought back from death to life and given 15 years, 15 years. And he was true to his promise. He was there. I don't know what kind of voice he had. Um, he was down there in the temple. Who's going to stop? It's good to be the king. Who's going to stop the king from singing? And he's composing these these manuscripts of david that had not been published yet and because he had hundreds of them and um, if you're the king you probably had records that other maybe it was a family heirloom maybe who knows how he had these four and solomon goodness gracious he had that one so 15 psalms for 15 years 10 of them from him for the, the ascension of the steps see that's something we never talked about before it's a new word um, and I think you need to do this. I think you need to believe for these victories over this week. And I think it begins even tonight and tomorrow. It shouldn't take you long to read 15 psalms. I mean, if, as long as Psalm 119 isn't one of them. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm just going to go to one. I'll just pick one out of the air and see what the Lord says. Some of you may not have read any of these. I'm sure some of you have, but um, here they are, the, the Psalms 
of de song of degrees song of degrees that's the song of the steps song of the ascent in my distress the first one I cried unto the Lord and he heard me deliver my soul Yahweh from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue what shall be given unto you or what shall be done unto thee thou false tongue sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper woe is me that I sojourn in Mesek and that I dwell in the tents of Kedar my soul hath long dwelt with him that hates peace I am for peace when I speak they are for war what is that about well we just read what led into the time right before he got sick he had this guy that was fluent in the language of the people standing outside with an army of upwards of almost 200,000 men and he he's he's beginning his story by talking about this guy that's saying don't listen to Hezekiah and Hezekiah just wants peace these guys want war there were others around him that were that were you know complaining and, and it was in that place that remember he sent the guys with the key you like him with the key of David to speak to this guy this is the beginning psalm and he's really talking about the deliverance of the Lord and then he says and this is the last one I'll read you need to read these for yourself I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help my help comes from Yahweh who made heaven and earth he will not suffer your foot to be moved he that keeps thee will not slumber behold he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is thy keeper the Lord the shade upon thy right hand the sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night the Lord preserve thee from all evil he will preserve your soul the Lord will preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forward and even forevermore some of these Psalms are extraordinary they're, they're Psalms that you hear people sing on the holy the holy prayer jam boxes that we have and um, so just just read that and you may want to also say when there's a psalm of David, um, it's one of these degrees. Um, it's, um, it's a choice word that Hezekiah orchestrated to be put in here. And um, that's, that's also a gift. So anyway, that's your directive. It's a, it's a week of breakthrough. And I don't know how God's going to do this for you, but... I do believe that you need to believe for the vanquishing of the enemy that stood against you in conjunction with where we're supposed to be going and where you're supposed to be breaking through as a saint and as a mighty man. And you need to believe that God is doing this. He's fighting on your behalf in an unprecedented way. And you need to believe that he's going to give you the opportunity and the time to take dominion and to gain great spoils for the kingdom you also need to believe for breakthrough in your physical body and the adding to your life of strength and health and vitality and even the quickening of ministry i mean hezekiah wasn't cranking out many psalms prior to this time but suddenly he's he's really contributing to this psalm collection and um, so, you know, on the way home, on your way driving home, just practice your partridge cry, you know. Just do that. Make sure there's nobody at the light beside you 
They may, some red and red lights may be flashing behind you. Are you all right, ma'am? All right. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness. And we talked about the sun standing still, and we're going to let people out early tonight. So it's a, it's a multi, multifaceted miracle. Um, bless your people in these intervening days. I truly believe that this is from you. It's a rhema word from you. And so we prophetically step into it in agreement, guide us, and I speak the blessing of the Lord over our mission, over our calling, over every church, over every prayer group, every individual saint, and over this body here in Dallas. Uh, bless your people. It's a privilege to work and walk with you. And we love you, and we ask these things and declare this directive as from you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you.